Namaste. Sat Nam. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally comedic podcast about mysticism and spirituality. I am your host, Amanda Holstein. I already said that. Welcome. Today is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. I just got back to Trinity, East Texas yesterday. I went and spent a couple of days with my mom in Deer Park. Now I'm like, oh, should I say that? Where she's from? I'm pretty sure I've already said that I'm from Deer Park, Texas. And like, who's going to be stalking me anyway? That's not, that's not an open invitation. You know, it's like these YouTube videos are only getting like two views anyway and no telling how many people are actually listening, much less are going to take the energy to come and stalk me. And I also have protection for that anyway. So really, there's nothing for me to fear. Thanks for being with me as I process that information. Yes. So I drove to Deer Park to spend a couple of days with my mom. Because since I live out here in the middle of the fucking woods, I thought it would be cool to, like, be alone. But after a while of being alone, sometimes it's like, I need a hug. You know, and I do hug my dog and I do hug the trees out here and they do make me feel better. But sometimes it's good to be around people. The end. That's all I'm going to talk about, I guess. I'm going to read a poem here by Rumi. I'm going to go old school like some of the previous seasons of A Thousand Serious Moves. This one is called the center of the fire. No more wine for me. I'm past delighting in the thick red and the clear white. I'm thirsty for my own blood as it moves into a field of action. Draw the keenest blade you have and strike until the head circles about the body. Make a mountain of skulls like that. Split me apart. Don't stop at the mouth. Don't listen to anything I say. I must enter the center of the fire. Fire is my child, and I must be consumed and become fire. Why is there crackling and smoke? Because the firewood and the flames are still talking. You are too dense. Go away. You are too wavering. I have solid form. In the blackness, those two friends keep arguing. Like a wanderer with no face. Like the most powerful bird in existence, sitting on its perch, refusing to move. What can I say to someone so curled up with wanting, so constricted in his love? Break your pitcher against a rock. 
We don't need any longer to haul pieces of the ocean around. We must drown. Away from heroism and descriptions of heroism. Like a pure spirit lying down, pulling its body over me like a bride her husband for a cover to keep her warm. Someone who goes with half a loaf of bread to a small place that fits a nest around him. Someone who wants no more, who's not himself longed for by anyone else. He is a letter to everyone. You open it. It says, live. The mystery does not get clearer by repeating the question. Nor is it bought with going to amazing places. Until you've kept your eyes and your wanting still for 50 years, you don't begin to cross over from confusion. Ding, ding, ding. What spoke to me in this poem is related to what I'm going through right now in terms of releasing substances. The title of the poem is called The Center of the Fire. And in a way, that's how I feel as I'm trying to release these desires, this wanting and belief that I need something different, whether it's cigarettes, which I will confess I do have a pack with me, or marijuana, or alcohol, or men, or some perfect self-image. It's all rooted in this belief that I'm not enough, that I need more, that I need to be different, look different, be better than other people. It's like I simultaneously want people's compassion and envy. Apparently, this is self-will. It's self-centeredness. And it feels a little cliche to be using this type of language. But I heard somebody say in a meeting today, today that my first thought is wrong. And in a way, I say that all the time that all of my thoughts are wrong. Or at least, or at most, incomplete. The still silence of the void is more true than any thought, belief, or description. I find that in the mornings, I used to and have an inclination still to love to indulge in thoughts. The more I practice meditation, the more I see just how negative these thoughts have become 
oftentimes I compare myself to others or at least the image that they project. And usually that's towards a negative slant and I begin to think about how inadequate I am and how I'll never measure up and why do they have that and I don't have that. And the other day I heard myself comparing myself to somebody else in the other way, which is more rare, which is that I said not to compare myself, but good thing that I have a spiritual background and I caught myself comparing myself to somebody else in order to make myself feel better. And thank God that's what I choose to call my higher power. (laughs) Thank God that I even had that realization. Because comparing myself to others in order to make myself feel bad and comparing myself to others in order to make myself good are rooted in the same feeling of inadequacy. The stillness of the moment is the only place that I find true peace. Without thoughts or like trying to cover myself in ribbons and medals and honors and degrees, patting myself on the back is not the same as self-care. It's like trying to put a bunch of layers of paint on an already really old wall. Comparing myself to others for good or for bad is like just trying to patch up a dent that is still there. You know how when you get a dent in your car and they just cover it over and then put the new paint on, but technically the dent is still there? That's what it is when I try to compare myself and make myself feel better by judging someone else. Judging someone else is still a thought. It's still an incomplete realization of trying to look outside of myself in order to build myself up or even tear myself down. Both actions are still egotistical. There's a lot of patterns to unweave in terms of my thinking, but really I don't have to do anything at all except sit still, which is easier said than done, but the daily practice of meditation, stillness, calming the mind, Allowing everything to be exactly okay, exactly as it is. For the past year, I've had this pain in my left shoulder. And occasionally it goes away through yoga or acupuncture. 
But the thing that helps the most is releasing the attention on it. It's like the more I think about the pain and then I get frustrated about the pain and then it just ties even more in knots. It's how do I deal with the gritting of teeth but to release my jaw? Letting go can feel so difficult But it's actually the holding on that creates that delusion. The holding on and the grasping is the difficulty. Lately, I've been wondering, how do I get out of my own way? How do I get out of my own way? Trying to figure things out is not a final solution because I can know why I do the things that I do. Childhood trauma, belief systems, patterns over time. But the knowledge itself is not enough to release the tension. The knowledge can help release some of the pressure. Sometimes the best thing for me to do is nothing. I used to think that meditation was sitting still and indulging in every thought that passed by. What a world we live in. I used to like to blame my difficulties on people, places, things, spiritual entities, conspiracy and dark forces. If I go head on in some type of spiritual battle, I'm engaging with the trauma. I had listened to a lot of podcasts last year and these people were predicting famine. And I thought, if we are all part of the body of Christ and all things work for the good, why would I choose to believe that the world is ending and that strife and difficulty are a must? Perhaps we do reside in the center of the fire. Perhaps the difficulties are the flames that refine us. 
In terms of alchemy, turning lead into gold, perhaps the deepest realization is that the lead was gold all along. That my reality is my perception. What do I consume? What do I believe? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. May I no longer blame others for poor decisions I've made. And may I no longer expect someone else to apologize when I haven't taken responsibility for my part in the matter. Did I allow the darkness in? And did I dabble just as willingly? Blaming other people, places, and things is denial and keeps me cripple, keeps me handicapped. I'm leaning on a crutch. While crutches have their, their place and they do serve a purpose, am I enabling myself further by relying on something else outside me? What are the resources available to me? What are the tools at my hand? Are there people I can call? Sometimes I like to go sit out in the sun and absorb vitamin D and the rays. I was just going to make a vitamin D joke. I can't help it. Anytime I hear the letter D, I can't help but think of dick. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. All right. So I do like to sit outside in the sun because sometimes it's like a really good passive thing that I can do to lift my spirits. They do say that semen helps boost your mood, but I think that that's something that a bunch of men say. So... Who knows what to believe these days anymore? That's why no belief is really resonating with me. And today's psalm is Psalm 142. If you enjoy this podcast, please share with your friends. And I would love to be a guest on your podcast if you have one. If you have ideas of how I can promote and spread this podcast, please email me at htxoracle at gmail.com. Subscribe to my Patreon for only $2 a month and you shall receive many great benefits. Patreon.com slash ATSM. If you like art, you can decorate your house with pretty and beautiful things as well from my Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash Henayel777. That's H-A-N- A-E-L-777.
And today's psalm is Psalm 142. The Sefer Shemesh Telem recommends praying this psalm to cure pain in the thighs. Yes, this psalm, if you have a, let's say, a cramp in your thigh or in your leg, it has been proven based on my own personal experience of praying Psalm 142 relieves the pain in the thigh. And here is that psalm for thee. Enjoy. I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path. In the way in which I walk, they have secretly set a snare for me. Look on my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me.